Frankie Valley singing? This is the drummer! Oh, seriously? Yeah! He's got a better voice! That's a mind blower. Frankie Valley sings the part coming up. Oh, I yeah. Oh, it's good! Yeah, let's give it a Psycho Diaz! Psycho Diaz! forgot that this was the Four Seasons. Yeah. This Frankie Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then also the bassist sings uh, one of the other parts as well. I'm trying to, I'm drawing a blank as what it is. I don't remember. This is like one of those songs that's it's just become like part of like, I've heard it so many times yeah. that you forget who the artist is. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the songs that is so ingrained in culture that you don't even think about it when yeah. you hear it. Yep. But when you actually just sit down and listen to it, this song fucking slaps. Oh, yeah. It's it a is great an song. incredible song. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. It is not a flop. Um,. Uh, I don't really have any basis for this. I'm just kind of working out songs for the next girlfriend. Oh, though. sure, yeah. You know, we got to figure out. We got to see where yeah. we're going with that. So, give a test run. Yeah, we got to give it a test run. How you doing? Good. I was doing fine until you came over. <laughs> <laughs> I have that effect. On it people. all fell apart. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, you got we, your mom stuff out of the way yesterday. I hung out with her the other day. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I was like, "Well, you want to do something for Mother's Day?" And she's like, "No." She hanging old golf mic. Uh, no, I called her and she was uh, Goodwill doing her favorite thing, going thrift shopping. <laughs> She's like, you're, you know, we're going to the Gordon Lightfoot concert. You, no, I don't want to. That's just my mom. Like, and it's not like she's, um, I just know my mom. And like, she's like, when she says, no, it's all right. She means it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's kind of like, I'll do whatever I want to do today. And we'll go to the Gordon Lightfoot concert. And that's enough. My mom is exactly the same way. It's, it's actually very liberating. It really is. When you know somebody that well and you know, they actually mean what they say. Yeah. You know, but like, I feel like that's <laughs> that's been instilled in me. I feel like I got that from my mom. Yeah. And I've realized how hard it is to navigate the world because people don't actually believe you when especially you're especially like, in Minnesota, which is like, like, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Like, we li- I literally we live, don't care. We live in the capital of like passive aggressiveness. Too, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where it's just like, no, it's fine. And it's just like nothing is ever actually fine. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm probably guilty of it as well. Yeah, we all are kind of. Sure. It's ingrained in us. Oh, that was a part. Right there. That's yeah. Good stuff. That's the basis. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. So I don't know. Maybe the next girlfriend will get oh, what a night. Yeah. It would help if we started the Rebels review in December. Then it would really match up. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. Now, my first girlfriend, we went on our first date in December of 2002. Uh, was our first date. We went and saw Ali with famed... Um, Assault artist Will Smith, <laughs> famed famed uh, uh, anger management uh, patient Will Smith, um, and I always was upset 
because when I was really in love with her, I'd listen to this song and I'd be like, I wish we I wish our first day was December of 03, <laughs> 1963, 03 and line up. We didn't make it till December of 03, though. But well, how old were you? 17. OK, I had. Well, no, I mean, I had had girlfriends. But this was the first one where I was like really. Oh, yeah. Excited yeah, yeah. about yeah. it. You know, so that sucked. <laughs> oh, thank God our wishes don't come true. Yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> everything I've ever wished for. That's why I'm happy I never got a tattoo. Like, yeah. I thought like when I was like a senior in high school, I was like, I thought I was going to get a class ring and I was going to get a couple of tattoos and that would have been a horrible idea God. because my entire personality has changed since the <laughs> class ring. Yeah. I don't have a class ring. No, no, no. When I think about the people that did get class rings, um, no offense to anybody out there listening. <laughs> <laughs> There's one clone Castanova that's like, like staring at his <laughs> class ring. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Wielding it like an infinity gem. <laughs> That's the second episode where you mentioned Infinity <laughs> Gems. But yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> My dad has a Marine Corps ring. Oh, it's got like okay. an emerald in it. And he's always like, when I'm gone, you can have this. I'm like, thanks, right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> cool. He's like, don't pawn it now. <laughs> so I'm going to have... You go right from the wake to the pawn shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 50 bucks. That's a couple hundred piece Lego set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys do direct trades for Legos? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I love a Lego. Um, anyways, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. What we do here is uh, we watch and review in chronological order that goddamn Rebels show. And we are on to episode two. Um, typically, it, it was actually it's actually a, a long episode, but they split it up into two. Second part of the first episode. Yeah. Uh, spark. Of rebellion, but before that, we just bullshit for twenty to forty minutes. Then we get right into the episode. Yeah, it wasn't very high energy. <laughs> Mix it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah, we're changing things up. It's a new show, new clone cast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is an all new show. We're dedicating ourselves to gratitude. Yes. This episode. Too. I did. I did meditate on gratitude today. Um, but yeah, this is a new clone cast. Yeah. This isn't your. This isn't your granddad's clone cast. No. No. Uh, this is all new. All new stuff. Oh, it's a big man. A big man. You ain't gonna find that stuff on episode fifty. <laughs> uh-uh. Not gonna happen. So, with your meditation, what were you uh, discovering that you're gracious for? Um, yesterday. I mean, there's just various things. I mean, Ahsoka was, you know, while I was trying to meditate, she was. You know, she puts her head in my yeah, hands yeah. and like, yeah, pay attention, you know. Um, so I was I was gracious for her and gratitude. Um, and then there was also I did a end of the day meditation yesterday where you just reflect on good things that happened at the day. Yeah. And there was this guy, uh, Kenny, that I picked up while I was out doing Uber yesterday. I did a heavy Uber day. And he I think he was, you know, he was um, he had, a, you know, some disabilities. Sure. Um, he was special. Uh, I think I was probably picking him up to bring him to like his sisters or his aunts or you know somebody's house. Like a you know they had requested it for him. And yeah. Kenny gets in the car and he's wearing like um, it was like eighty out yesterday, seventy five, eighty. Yeah, it was really warm. Yeah, it was really warm and sunny. And he's wearing like just a full Chicago Bears stocking cap, <laughs> full Chicago Bears like heavy jacket. He must have just been just piping hot. But he gets in and he's like. 
hey, how's it going? You want to listen to anything? Particularly, he's like, no, that's all right. You know, and, <laughs> that's awesome. And I didn't really talk to him. But I don't know. Like, I just kind of listened to whatever and then dropped him off. And I was like, hey, Kenny, you have a great day. He's like, you too. Thank you. You know, and I was just kind of I just a, thought about it. And I was just like, I'm, I'm happy for Kenny. Did you ask him if he's from Chicago? No, that I didn't. Really, my first question. It was much of a chatter. Okay. But I don't know. I just, it's just every now and then you just meet a person for some, whatever reason, even if it's just like a minor interaction. You kind of have a little bit of faith in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just happy for him. He's going to see his family, you know, and he probably lives at like a group home type setting or something. But but he was happy. Yeah. You know, he's a happy guy. He was excited to go see his family. And I just. Well, it's any, any at least for me, anytime that I meet someone who's like honestly genuine, like you can tell there's yeah. not like a cynical bone in their body. I'm like, like I'm yeah. flabbergasted. I think by it's them. just because we are not that person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be as genuine as possible. I do, but oh, but every God, now and then I get into these ups. just kind of like sentimental moods. Yeah, where like a person just randomly, I'm just like, man, I hope they're happy. Yeah, you know, just a random person. I hope they're happy. Yeah, you know. So that was the kind of mood I was in. So I was just, I, I had um, and also uh, before, right before I meditated, I got a soak out on a little walk around the block, and I was listening to a podcast. And as I got about a block away, all of a sudden it started to cut out, and I was like, oh. I left the phone in the house and I was like, I'm not going back. So I just turned off the headphones and I just continued on my walk. And so I just like listened to the world around yeah. me. And it is alarming when you think of <laughs> like just like birds chirping and, and just a car driving and just like the noises, like the wind blowing lightly and stuff. And I was just like, this is fine. Yeah, this is fine. Every once in a while you need to do it. Yeah. But then you came over and <laughs> And I tripped across an article about a uh, now I you know the dam's breaking now that Roe v Wade is gonna fall the dam is breaking and the the psychos are really gonna start it's trying to game on it's game on and there is a legit his name is I looked him up Blake Masters Arizona GOP candidate that is for ban allowing states the right to ban contraceptives contraceptives so condoms so all any if you're a guy and you're like well this doesn't affect me. Oh, I told you. Well, technically, you can still knock up as many ladies as yes. you want and then jump over state lines. Nobody's coming for it. Yeah, but, but no, it, it it all comes home to roost. Oh, yeah. And they are like these fucking nutbag right wingers. They're crazy people. These theocracy, theocr theocratics, theocratics, theocrats. Theocrats. There we go. Yeah. Um, They're coming for. They're coming for sex. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's fucking insane because I think there's a bill in, I think it's Alabama. Louisiana. They're changing the, uh, they're changing it so it's like instead of uh, when the egg attaches to the uterine wall, it's like as the start, it's when the egg is fertilized. And at that point, they're talking about all like, well, that completely negates any kind of like. Uh, assisted like pregnancy type of thing that p parents would have to go through and like so like in an in vitro, vitro would be banned yeah, like in vitro would be illegal at that point because like you're fertilizing an egg and that then would mean that that is a life so okay. if you don't implant that into someone and it happens to die then you're on the hook for murdering a child Jesus 
It's nuts. It's completely insane. Then also, I don't know if maybe this is a in part of the same law or if it's a different law, but I did see a thing in Louisiana where um, the IUDs, yeah. they're, they're going to outlaw that's, IUDs. Well, is basically, it, it's if you have an IUD, you could be charged with like manslaughter, well, murder, that's, that's, the, that's some exactly, absurd shit. That's exactly why. It's because like, I think the class, it prevents conception. Yes. The Therefore, it's like murder. The classification, they're changing it from conceived to like life begins at like when the egg is conceived to like when the egg is fertilized. Which okay. Are two different parts. So like there are yeah. a bunch of different like birth control options that don't like allow the egg to yeah. don't don't allow it to attach to the wall like iud's yeah like plan b morning after pill like all of those the egg is still fertilized but it just it is not able to attach so it doesn't grow into a baby so they're trying to figure out a way like okay how do we make these illegal and so they've they're trying to do that wait, wait. so it's just absurd oh it's crazy and this is their end game like this is what oh, they yeah. want and i don't know why i, I really don't know why I, it's yeah. I do not understand. Are, are people really coming out in droves in support of this? I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Like I know the religious right like votes in a block and votes a lot, but I mean the writing's on the wall. Nobody's going to church anymore. So, or at least the percentage of people our age that are going to church yeah. is drastically lower. Well, I than... think the problem is this is their death throes, and I've said this for yeah, the last yeah, yeah. ten years. Like the. You know, the, the conservatives are in their death throes stage. The problem is they're very good at wielding power. Yeah. So and when the Democrats are feckless. Exactly. And so as culture moves past their like archaic views, their death throes, they're very good at using these just like throwing out random shit, trying to hold on to whatever they think culture and society should be. Um, and the vast majority of us who don't want to live in a society like that are stuck living in a society yeah. like that just because they're very good at this bullshit. Yep. So that was depressing. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, let's name this episode Gratitude. You also had your ulcerative colitis flare I, Yeah, up I've too. been having a flare because I dealt with... Um, I ran on meds, and um, I was out of meds for about a month and a half. Finally got them refilled, but... Eventually, I started to show symptoms again. So that was cool. Uh, a year's worth of effort and work uh, with these meds down the drain because my insurance company didn't want to cover the generic. They only wanted to cover the name brand, which is hard to come by right now. Um, so, yeah, the American healthcare system is fucking stupid. <laughs> News alert. Great, great system. And if you don't here. have a problem with it, it's probably because you've never had to fucking deal with it on a level <laughs> that... I know. As soon as soon as you deal with it past the surface level of like your copay at the GP, it is the worst fucking nightmare. Yeah, well, and that's what I love. Every, anybody who's like, we have the best healthcare system in the world. It's like far oh, from it. You have no ailments whatsoever, do you? Like you go to the doctor yes. once every three years when you have a cold yeah. or are really sick, and it doesn't go beyond that for you, does it? Yes, because if you if you even if you have to even talk to an insurance company once every three months, you're it's blatant that our system is like beyond repair. Yes. It, it's rigged against you. Really is. Ah, uh, but gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. gratitude. 
All right, Adam, take a deep breath. Okay, now think of something you're thankful for. Gratitude. Thankful? I just picked up a uh, uh, Commander Krennic 12-inch. Yeah, that's fun. Check yeah. this out. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on, get to it. We have lots of that. Nothing can make me change my mind. You'll have to sell your speeder. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> Shout out to the Thorian historian for the remix on that. I mean, he made the original as well. It's so great. I think everything he sends to us is an application to <laughs> let me be a producer of some kind. Oh, he is. Yeah. 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 We he all gets, know that. At he this gets point. a producer credit. If we had, if we had a credit reel, <laughs> yeah. The Thorian historian would get a producer executive credit. Executive producer. Yeah. Executive producer. The, the Thorian, Thorian historian. Um, but yeah, but just, this, this the, part right here. Hold on one second. I would like to see the baby. My collection. I want to hear him add in more my collection because it kind of goes perfectly with the beat. <laughs> my collection. My collect. You know. Okay. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? Uh, just on the way over here, I swung by the Hot Comics, which is close to here. So you went to the North Minneapolis Hot yes. Comics. Yeah. Okay. And like in the glass case, they had a 12-inch Krennic for yeah. like 14 bucks. I saw him the other day, and I was like, hey, ain't bad deal. He yeah. looks good. It's, a, it's some good detail on well, him. Well, that's why I wanted to get him, because the Black Series Krennic was in that one wave where the paint just looks fucking terrible. Yeah. So like the Black Series Krennic does not look great. Yeah. And I love him as a character. Yeah. So now... So He's I'm pretty standing, grateful. I got him that. standing next to our Qui-Gon there, um, our probably 14-inch Qui-Gon. Yeah. And it's actually, that's a, probably to scale if Krennic stand next to Qui-Gon. Because <laughs> Liam Neeson's a big old hulk of a man. Yeah. yeah well, a, I don't know. That that 14-inch Qui-Gon. Yeah, He's got like it looks like Qui Gon has like gigantism. Yes, like if you look at his head. Yeah, he's got a tumor attached to his thyroid, (laughs) (laughs) and he's he's thirty seven. I'm like, we have to remove it because (laughs) you're eight feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Like you know, hear about like uh, uh, the Big Show, Paul White. Uh, Yeah, he was a wrestler. He went by the Giant in WCW. He had that where it was like it was like a tumor or something like a non cancerous tumor, really, but it was on his adrenal gland. And it caused him, like, he probably would have been a big guy, but it caused him to just, like, go, like, the fucking growth yeah. hormones went yep. through the fucking roof when he was a kid, and he ended up being, like, 7'4", and he's just, like, this wide mammoth of a man. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's exactly like uh, the, so I think he's still the tallest person in history. Oh, that big guy. The giant of Illinois. Yeah, that big guy. Robert Waldlow. He must have had that. He did. Like, yeah. he, had, he had something, something the, attached to his thyroid. But I think he was upwards of like nine feet tall. He was close, but I think that was before like that. W- that was like a hundred years ago or something, right? He was born in nineteen eighteen, died nineteen forty. Okay, now I mean, if he was born today, they probably would have noticed that and probably he yeah, probably yeah, could have yeah. lived a, a somewhat normal life because yeah. they would have removed that. But yeah. but yeah. he died at like twenty seven, I think, and he was nine feet tall. Damn, and he like what he was. Still growing Jeez. at 27, so like he would have been over 10 feet. If Do you he think there's lived. a chiropractor out there that could press on mine for me for a little bit? <laughs> like just yeah, we're gonna hold that down there, and next thing you know, I'm like six five. <laughs> I'm sure there's some kind of operation you could do where they that, stimulate that for you. The only operation I've ever seen that made me taller is where they break your fucking yeah, legs. I remember when you were looking they, into that. I was not looking into it. 
It's not like I was ever like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe I'll do that. Not in a million fucking years is growing <laughs> three inches to hit like six feet tall there's, worth there's that. There was one time we came over to your townhouse and you were like, the last search you had done on your computer was for like lifts. <laughs> and then you were like talking about the leg break surgery. Yeah. Um, I must have got rejected by a girl for being too short. You know? That doesn't happen anymore. The good thing with the dating sites is you can just, you know, you, they, you put your height on there. So they, they're aware when I show up. And you're like, He's a little guy. You know? <laughs> I'm not that small. Am I that small? No, you're not that small. Thank you. Okay. I went out. I, I did go out to. Uh, oh, so I went out and I grabbed drinks with our clone Casanova, Noah. Ah, yes. Local Noah. clone Casanova. Yes. Um, a local bar in Minneapolis had like a Star Wars day for May 4th. Yeah. Where they showed every Star Wars movie. And they had Star Wars themed drinks. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, I got some goodies I'll show you, too. I forgot that I brought them in my bag. Um, but after that, I went and I met some other friends at a karaoke bar. And um, there was a middle-aged, you know, like, bar ladies. The yeah. The ladies that just, like, will frequent bars. And yeah. they're, like, middle-aged, kind of, like, been through some stuff. Smoke heaters. Yeah. Go outside, have a heater. Yeah. Uh, I was in the karaoke bar for, I would say, not even 30 seconds in one, like, zoned in on me. Oh, God. And, like, walked right up to me. <laughs> I had no fucking idea what, what to do with this. Yeah. But she was like, you are a tall drink of water. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. And I, like, gave her a little, like, hug with, like, taps on the shoulders. And I was like, thank you. You're very pretty, too. And then I just, like, walked away. Oh. <laughs> I, no, like, I have no idea what to do with this information. No. When the middle-aged bar ladies hone in on somebody, run for your fucking life. <laughs> yeah. Because, one, they've been drinking for four or five hours, at least. <laughs> no matter how long they've been at the bar, or actually at any point of their life, middle-aged bar ladies have always been drinking for four to five hours. <laughs> yes. I, like, I, you know, it's always four to five. They're never completely shit-faced, but they're definitely it's tuned enough. up. They're yeah. tuned up to the point where, like, Please don't drive. <laughs> yep. um, please don't talk to strangers. But you got to run for I, Yeah, I mean, if you've ever gone to like a local bar, a local watering hole, like they go there every day. In a small town, especially. Yes. And they just, you know, they, they, they look at somebody and they this is their victim for the day where they're going to go talk to that person. Even if it's not like a sexual thing, if they just like they'll, they'll latch on to somebody they don't know yeah. and they will annoy the shit out of them. The same thing happened. They're to me. well intentioned. It's not like they're bad people, but it's just you know they're the middle aged bar lady. The same thing happened to me with uh, one of our friends had a group of friends that owned a house, or I think like their house was given to them by their like stepdad or something weird like that. But it was right when we were like in our early twenties, so we were all like binge drinking pretty heavily. Yeah, and this was like these were friends of friends, so they weren't my direct friends, but these guys were like on another level of binge drinking yeah and like we would go over there every once in a while and like one of their moms would hang out with them and she's like exactly this type of bar uh, lady yeah like probably has some substance abuse issues yeah but as i was like kind of like talking to everybody making the rounds i was like going to get a drink and i was like walking up the stairs and she just kind of like appeared next to me and she looked at me and she just goes are you in movies <laughs> And I was like, no, 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 I'm not. And she was like, you look like you should be in movies. And I was like, 
All right. Thank yeah. you. No, no. I was at the, uh, I went to the gas station this morning um, and I saw a middle-aged bar lady there. Um, like clearly it probably was at like the local dive last night. She was wearing um, slippers <laughs> and like tight spandex pants with like a floral design on them. She probably looked about 45 um, and she was buying a large uh, soda drink and like a candy bar. So, I mean, I'm not judging for that. That's exactly what I was buying. <laughs> but um, she, uh, you know, and then she was in front of me lying. And, you know, I, so I check out and I leave and I see her just walking down the street, just like kind of like stumbling a little bit with her fucking big old soda and her slippers and spandex. And I was like, yep, that's a middle aged bar lady. Speaking of gratitude, though, I guarantee every single one of those women is much happier than us oh yeah <laughs> yeah especially when you've been drinking for four to five hours yeah. at all times yeah they live on like a time loop they live <laughs> they live in like a time loop where they're always four hours drunk you know yeah. like they just don't break that time loop and then they go to bed and they go and they walk to the gas station they get their treat they go home and i'm sure as soon as they sit down at home they're four hours drunk yeah that's when they enter the vortex so i don't know it's a multiverse of madness <laughs> Did you see that yet? Not yet. No. I we were the turnaround the record was actually a lot quicker than I'd originally planned. Yeah, I, I haven't watched the Spider Man. I haven't seen Cedar Cliff Guy yet. <sighs> now Kenobi Babe was in town. I did she, see that. Kenobi Babe did get to the Lego store, it appears. I don't know if Kenobi Babe got to Cedar Cliff, so we'll have to find out. Yes, we need to follow up. I did send her the address to that. Yes. <laughs> and once she was like, You're a lifesaver, I was like, Man, if there's time yeah. and I dropped her zeros in. I think it was a tr- it's a quick trip for Kenobi coming in for a concert or something. Yeah, do you know friend. what concert? I think it was at Target Center. I okay. Think it, they had mentioned it to me before. I think it was um, 93X something at Target Center. But there was a specific band. I'm looking it up. We'll find it. I think it was Shinedown. Maybe? Oh. Yeah, I think it was Shinedown. Uh, it was like this family reunion concert. Seether, Mammoth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think probably Shinedown would be my guess. I think that's the one. She had mentioned to me. So, I uh, hope Kenobi Babe had a good time. Apparently, uh, the bartender at the Hyatt uh, made some stiff <laughs> drinks for her. Yeah, I saw yeah. that, too. Those Hyatt bartenders. Yeah. They're wild cards. You know where their tips are coming from. Uh, yeah, so I don't have any exciting stuff on the collectible corner today, Okay, unfortunately. Um, I did get the Kenobi number one, uh, Marvel oh, yeah. number one, the miniseries run that they're going to have, so that's exciting. Uh, I'll be interested to see where that goes as we lead into Kenobi. And that's brand new? Brand new! Is that taking place before Kenobi or after Kenobi? I haven't read it yet. I should read it. Okay. Uh, I opened it, and he was old. But I, I don't know. I think I might just go back. It might be one of those ones jumps all over gotcha. the place. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, when I opened it, it was Ben Kenobi, A New Hope Era. Okay. Yeah. Um, God, that's coming up quick. That's only like yeah. two weeks away? Three. Well, it'll be three weeks. It was three weeks on Friday. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Um... So, yeah, that'll be exciting to see that coming through. Uh, I, 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 yeah, here, let's play this. It's meeting the man of my dreams. And then we we laughed over it last life. time. Let's try not to laugh. And isn't it ironic? It's so good. Don't you think? A little too ironic. And yeah, I really do think. Uh. It's like red. Anyway. You know, Ian McDermott's cadence is yeah. absolutely perfect to like line up with that song. Yeah. Especially with, <laughs> she's at the part of the song where she's just, you know, isn't yeah. it ironic? You know, and the way she kind of just talks it and he just talks back. So yeah, it's perfect. I've been trying to think of some that we can do. 
Um, what was the one with a Doug that I was going to be like, Doug? He's a very, that's a, Sebulba is a Doug. And a very <laughs> dangerous Doug. I can't remember which one I was going to, what song I was going to do with it. But I've lined him up because I think maybe now that we're the new clone cast, this might be the new wave for us. Yeah. We just do more stupid I'm shit. Charles. You know. Charles. It's my wife. Oh, I didn't. Chancellor. You know, like. um, Yeah, that's fun. We never did stupid shit before. Yeah. (laughs) This is all new. I can't believe we've completely revamped the show after only two episodes. (laughs) We're not. We're only an episode and a half in. And it's already a completely different show. It's unrecognizable. Yeah. Wow. I hope we don't lose our fans. Rebels is going to be nuts. Yeah. Real wild ride. So anyways, that socialism sounds cool, huh? (laughs) Have we ever talked about that before? Oh, man. Yeah. um, I did. I found myself musing the other day. Again, I think we've both said this. Like, I long for the day when I'm a moderate. (laughs) I know. It's just like, I guess in American terms, I'm like a communist. (laughs) (laughs) I I want health care, man. I was talking with somebody that I was driving to the airport. I was like, this, you know, like, it just keeps going further and further right. Well, that's the part that's insane to me is like... When you listen to Bill Maher, and Bill Maher will never, sh- he never shuts up about, like, I didn't leave the left. The left left me because they moved so far to the left. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's just talking about, um, I know he's talking about college campuses and cen- censorship. And, yeah. But it's all of these, like, weird kind of, like, distractions that, like, yeah, main news media companies no, it's, are it's, forcing yeah. you to look at instead of like actually being like yeah all right well if they've moved so far fucking left why are foreign policy wise they're completely on the same page yeah when it comes to economics they're completely on the same page as the right yeah. like all of that shit has just moved way far to the right but yeah. like how can yeah, you as roe v wade's getting overturned yeah. uncle joe's at like the lockheed factory kissing bombs <laughs> you know like <laughs> Oh, we're going to send these over. They're going to bring so much freedom overseas. God. You know? uh, should we do the time warp? Yes. All right, let's get into it. Oh, you beautiful bomb. I'm going to kiss you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful boy. Bop, 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 chibata bread. Why wow, you didn't even oh, do it. I missed it. You want to do it again? I was or looking you know for it? the air date. No, we're fine. You know what? I'll do it next time. Okay, well, the air date we're actually using now. I'll just do the air dates for Okay. Now. Does it sound good? It's a new clone cast. New clone cast. I'm going to do the air days. That way, if you're never ready like this, I have it right here. There we go. Because there have been times where you're not prepared. <laughs> Once in a blue moon. Yeah. It's like half the time. It's like a <laughs> coin flip chance that you do what you're supposed to do. Okay, so a spark of rebellion. We did 10-3-2014, which was like the first air date on over-the-air broadcasting. But there was an on-demand premiere, and we're going to do that. It's 9-26, so September 26, 2014. 26. Now, it was still the Megan Trainer song, so let's do the movie first, and then I'll explain what we're going to do with the music. Okay. okay. Um, so this movie, it was a one-week standalone between Gone Girl and something else. Uh, I will tell you, it stars Denzel Washington, and it was directed by Antoine Fuqua. Um, you're not going to get it because I didn't even remember it was a thing. Is it? Oh, you God. might get it, though. Sometimes you pull these out of your ass. It's not Book of Eli because that was no. earlier. No. What is the... Is it one of the... Is it Michael Clayton? One of the Michael Claytons? No. That's the one where he plays like 
a retired like hitman, right? His, maybe that is one of them. Here, let me look it up. Cheat. I don't know if that's what his character's name is. So it's like a series of movies? I think the Michael Clayton ones are. I like how Google Chrome says, resume your journey. Like, this was not a journey. (laughs) 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 Or no, not Michael Clayton. I'm mixing it up with something else. Um, Uh, Ooh, Bill Pullman's in it. Um... Okay, it's not Michael Clayton. No, that's a that's a different person, but it's like a name. Um Okay, there was a sequel to this. So this must and the third film is in the works. Okay. And the sequel is just Is it The Equalizer? Correct. It yes. Is. That's I knew it was one of those. Okay, ones. and then there's an Equalizer 2. Yeah. Oh. He plays like a retired like hitman that gets brought back into the mix, and he's like Bill Pullman is that one too. Oh, I thought Bill Pullman was dead, but no, I got the Bill Paxton disease. Yeah, why are Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman? They don't look alike, so why are they so interchangeable in uh you know in like a society's greater hive mindset? I feel like they had similar arcs where they had a bunch sure. of hits in the mid to late nineties. So okay, just kind of yeah. I think Twister and Independence Day kind of hit right around the same time. Yeah. Um. Although I, I, I stand I stand Bill Pullman. Are you a Bill Pullman or you're a Paxton guy? I like Pullman. You like a Pullman guy? Yeah. I but, like his speech in Independence Day. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. Very inspiring. Yeah. I remember watching Independence Day when I was in <laughs> sixth grade when it first yeah. came to VHS though, and I hated it. Really? In sixth grade I was like, This is the most boring fucking shit and like yeah. I, I remember hating it as yeah. a young I wouldn't kid. say it's like my favorite, but I think it was, I was like, this is all right. Oh no, I've gone back and rewatched it. It's 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 entertaining. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think my favorite you know who my favorite actor was when that came out? Jeff Goldblum? No. Okay. Crazier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy Quaid. I love Randy yeah, Quaid. Of course. Anybody that watched yeah, Christmas as a Vacation. Kid, you had Christmas Vacation and then you had him playing the weird fucking guy in that. Yeah. And like they're like, we need pilots, and he's like shit faced. Yeah, and all of a sudden he just like, speaks up and he just goes, "I fly, I'm pilot." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, he was like a rocks. crop duster." Yeah, he was a crop duster, who had been apparently abducted by aliens. Yeah, yeah, his death scene rocks. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I fly, I'm pilot. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking insane how crazy that dude went. It's funny as hell, like, this crop duster, we're just going to throw him in a fucking, like, MIG fighter jet. He'll know what to do. He's a real blue angel. Um, Okay, so, yeah, it was the Equalizer. The first one. The first one. I had no idea this was even a series. For some reason, like... Have you seen one of them? No, the only reason I know of them is, like, I think the Facebook video algorithm a couple of months back, for whatever reason started dropping them and like i love denzel yeah so anytime i saw a clip of it i was like "Ooh, let's see where this goes and so like once i watched one of them for like a month it just kept feeding me equalizer clips now that i've googled the equalizer and we've set it into these microphones where i'm going to be seeing a lot about the equalizer with coming weeks i'm not interested uh if you're out there okay all right number one song so now uh all about that bass is still number one but this song actually uh, was on the front end of it. It had a few week run, and then all about that bass dethroned it, and then it dethroned all about that bass after like a m- two months. Okay, and it is Devin's favorite artist. Oh, so it's T Swift. Yeah. Is it style? No. Oh, okay. No. Is it like a lesser known one, or is I it... would say this is a bigger hit than style. Bad Blood. No, bigger than that. This might be her biggest hit. 
Oh, uh, 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 oh, God. Uh, shake oh. it off? Yeah. Shake it off is another one. Now, I know, you know, normally what we do here is we play the clip from the artist. But since this is the brand new clone cast and we're doing all new things and we're being innovative, I pulled a clip from Kids Bop. <laughs> so, ready? Yeah! How is that different from the original? Uh, there's just like kids in the background. It sounds almost like right here. Listen to this. I don't know. They're just kids. That's it. <laughs> it's just kids singing it. That's the only difference. There's a really every now and then they'll change the lyrics. You know, um, which um, we've never discussed on this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, in my own personal life, when I listen to these, I've noticed that like Sugar by Maroon 5, um, instead of good loving, they call it good dancing. Good dancing. And yeah. I've never mentioned that on the podcast before because this is the yes. brand new clone we, cast. We have never before beaten that into the ground. Nope. <laughs> it's funny, though. I mean, think about it. You know, instead of a show me good loving and show me good sh- show me good dancing. <laughs> show me good sugar. Show me good. Yeah. They could do show me good sugar, too. Yeah, that's good. That might be too suggestive. I do remember when Shake It Off came out. I love that. That song. was like I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I remember where I was the first time I heard that song. I I was at the uh, Twin Cities Marathon with an ex girlfriend because her friend was running in it, and we were toward the finish line, and they had like you know just huge setup like yeah, speakers yeah. and like you know just stands. It's like we're the, the busiest part of the race, and that song came out, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> This is the best song that I've ever... I think we met up with you that night. We went to a bar on fucking Grand Avenue. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Anyways. It's a great song. It is a fucking great song. I don't song. give a shit how basic it is. I love that song. No, I love it. It's my favorite Taylor Swift song. <laughs> by far. Well, I don't know. We got I some uh, good ones. Ooh. That's how I feel when I hear that riff. Like Like Jabba speaks for all of us here. Just. Oh. Anyways. um, Yeah. So that was. uh, That's Sandwich. I feel like that song's the thing that woke a lot of people up to Taylor. She fucking rules. Yep. Yeah. We love Taylor. Uh, Do we got anything else we want to say? I don't think so. Should we get into it? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Isn't it ironic? Do it. I'm not even going to start the episode. I'm just going to listen to this. Ba, 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 ba. All right. That's enough. Nah, a little more. Okay. All right. Sifo Diaz. Okay. Calm down, Frankie Valley. My favorite bit. 
Imagine if you went to see Frankie Valli and he went up there and he was just. Would you be pissed? I'm sure some of the older guys, once they got up there, that's what you you went and saw. Just go see Tony Bennett when he's like 90. I did hear a story on like a comedy podcast. I think Paula Poundstone was telling the story about how she went and saw Tony Orlando in Vegas when he was so like So take a letter Maria Isn't that Freddie Prince Jr's dad? No, Freddie Prince's dad is Freddie Prince. Oh, okay. Not Tony, Tony Orlando. <laughs> that was like his stage name. <laughs> I thought that was his stage name. No, like uh Paula Poundstone was telling the story about uh Tony Orlando. Tony Orlando is like in Vegas, he started losing it, and he thought that he was some kind of healer. And so there was a woman in the crowd that had, like, a broken arm. And, like, in the middle of, like, singing, he would, like, go through the crowd and, like, lay hands on people. And there's a woman with a broken arm, and he was, like, as he's singing the song, he, like, picks her up, and he's, like, I heal you! And he, like, grabbed her <laughs> arm and pulled it. And she said the woman, like, screamed in agony. Oh, my God! And then Tony Orlando went right back to, like, Tie a yellow ribbon around the <laughs> oh old oak tree. <laughs> well, I can't believe I thought that was Freddie Prinze's dad. <laughs> I got my Tony Orlando's and Freddie Prinze's mixed up. Yeah, I thought that was like his stage name. Oh, no. Is Tony Orlando alive? I don't know. Tony Orlando's singer, Freddie Prince, was a comedian. I mean, he's the guy that's saying take a letter, Maria, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, take a letter, Maria. Yeah, <laughs> Tony Orlando. <laughs> address it to my wife that's him right yeah is he still alive um is take a letter maria him he says he's still alive who's his kid doesn't he have a famous kid i don't know i think you're mixing up uh, a lot of people here yeah i don't know what's going on here we got to restart the episode oh no he's been on the 700 club oh yeah i'm sure he's a giant piece of shit let's see take a letter maria maybe this will solve RB Greaves. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's move on from this uh from this 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 rabbit hole that we got to All right. So, season 1, episode 1, part 2. There you go. Yeah. A spark of rebellion. So, um any thoughts before we jump into this? No, just jumping right into where we left off in part 1. It's another quick hitter. So, and this was like this aired as one yeah. hour long episode, right? Correct. Yeah. And it's very obvious where the commercial breaks were on this show. Yes. I've noticed it's like, oh, okay. There's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no subtlety to it. It's like, oh, that's a commercial. There's no fade out. No. Um, so where we left off though, um, they were going onto this ship where they've been fed bad Intel. We don't really know if the Deveronian guy gave it to them like, uh, as a trap or if he was fed bad. We don't and know even, that yet. Even they were like, do, do we think that he set us up? And they're like, I don't. it's possible. Yeah. Basically, they're going to free some Wookiee prisoners. Um, and it was actually a trap. The Wookiee prisoners are not on this. Uh, what do you call it? Like it's, a, it's like an Imperial freighter, I guess we'll call it. Yeah, I forget the name of it. But, but it's like a transport ship. It's a cool ship. transport. Yeah. Um, much better to UCS this thing than a UCS fucking Luke's land speeder. <laughs> I'm really annoyed with that. Although, still. I was looking at that. It doesn't look that bad. I, I mean, it's not as good as, like, a Star Destroyer or 
other anything things they could have done. As good as anything they've yeah, ever it done. It didn't look that bad. The motherfuckers retired the A-wing on me, and they give me this. <laughs> I can't find the A-wing anywhere, and they give me, oh, here you go. Don't worry. I we... told you you should have went to Nerd and Out and got that a long time ago. It was all the box was gross. You were going to build it anyway. Who Yay. cares? I still want a good box. Oh, boy. You know, I bought a used video game once. So that's a little Tom story here. All right. You know, we're remarking how the episode is going to be short. We're like, wow. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. This is a new clone cast. This is really gonna... only 40 minutes of bullshit. Yeah. Right. Um, no. When I was a kid, it, it used to be called Funko Land, but now it's GameStop. I went there. And I was such a stickler for, like, nice boxing that I got a used copy of Mortal Kombat 2 on Super Nintendo. And it had, like, crunched up, like, paper. You know, it has a cardboard box. And the, the cardboard was kind of just crunched up and gross. But, like, it was hard to find that game used at the time. And uh, that's all I had money for. So I got it home. And I started crying about it. <laughs> like, legit crying because the box didn't look good in my row of Super Nintendo games. And so I brought it back. <laughs> You're very particular. Well, you know, I think the OCD has been there for a very long time. Yes. A very long time. Um, and I just was not diagnosed with it until I was like 19. Yeah. You know, I think that was the OCD. Like, it just it didn't sit well with me. Yeah. Like, well, I now, had to have it perfect. And know? now I'm kicking myself because looking back at it, the price of that A-Wing at Nerdin' Out, I could have lowballed him, probably gotten it for cheaper and turned around and sold it to me for four hundred dollars that or just like i could have built that one and then the one i have like kept pristine i I remember when that thing showed up here you that was one that you had delivered here oh yeah yeah yeah. and i remember i opened the box and i was like adam is such a dumb asshole (laughs) like (laughs) he spent two hundred dollars on this thing (laughs) like what a fucking moron you know and like the cantina you got shipped here and i was like this guy's a fucking idiot (laughs) No, look at this! Look at this travesty! <laughs> I'm 37. They are fun. They are great. <laughs> let's just rewind the episode. Let's do the bullshit. Let's talk Legos, baby. Nah, we won't. We won't. I do need to take a trip we... to Legoland. Why? I don't know. I just haven't been there in a while. It is fun to go. Yeah. Even when you know what's there. Um, You know which one I want to get? Is the tiger with a pink butthole. <laughs> I just, I have real, no real interest in that set, except for the fact that they went through the detail of including a butthole. I know, it's great. It's hilarious. (laughs) I think they, they, you can actually get that one at some targets. I think you can, yeah. It's one of those three-in-one creator sets where, like, you could do a tiger or you could do something else with it. Obviously, I would do the tiger with a butthole. Yep. Yep. I don't know if it's worth me spending, like, 60 bucks just to laugh at a butthole. Like, just putting on the little the little button piece that's pink. Oh, and no doubt, you would laugh at it as oh. soon as you do it. I mean, when you find out some of the things I laughed in this episode, you'd be like, yeah, he'd laugh yeah, at yeah. the butthole. Okay, let's talk about it, though. So, they're walking into a trap. There's actually, uh, you know, they, the Star Destroyer drops out, and that's where you left the last episode. And Hera was imploring Ezra to go warn them that, you know, the Empire, this is a trap. Because Hera has to stay with the ship. Hera is the pilot, and she's the only one that can get them out of uh, the pending disaster. So it's her or Ezra. Um, and that's where we come back. So Hera we, is still imploring Ezra to go help. And Ezra's like, no, we got to get out of here. Let's just go. They're doomed. You know? Ezra's still framing it as like, they wouldn't help me, so I'm not going to help them. Yes. He's, he's, and he's, he's actually... Very... He, 
Yeah. Very singular mindset. Yes. Well, he's kind of, you know, he's been a street scoundrel his whole life, yeah. you know. Um, I didn't pull any Aladdin clips. He's not so Aladdin in this one. No. Aladdin would have been perfect last episode. We don't get any of the street rat stuff no. on this one. But the last yeah. one, they were laying it on yeah. pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. He was Aladdin. Yeah. But they immediately abandoned And that. I think I mentioned it last episode, too. It is perfect that the person that they cast to play Ezra in the Ahsoka series played Aladdin in the live action Aladdin movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Same actor. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. The so, one with Will Smith? Yeah, 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 yeah. Violent that, assault artist? That, <laughs> that Aladdin. Yeah. Did you see Dave Chappelle get attacked? <laughs> yes! <laughs> the guy, like, speared him. Yeah. Not very well. No. He got fucked up. Do you see his arm? Oh, my oh, God. God. Did you see his head? Yeah. His noggin? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm not so, like... <laughs> Completely inappropriate that he did that and, like, not good to do that, but, like, did they really need to beat the shit out of him that much? Well, it's like, you have him subdued. I don't think you need to have ten people there kicking him. Yes. Like, the guy has, I'm pretty sure the guy has, like, mental illness. Yeah, I don't know. I know nothing about it. And big ups to Dave Chappelle for making a fucking trans joke after that. Yeah, I know. Like, the thing is, like, fucking stupid joke. It was dumb. You know, it's such a cheap joke. Oh, absolutely. And then on top of that, like, that actually has people online then thinking that that was a trans person attacking, when that is not the case at all. I thought that's how it got reported at first, and then places had to pull that because of... Probably? Like, would not be surprised. And then also, fucking shame on various media organizations for being like Dave Chappelle, who's come under fire recently for his thoughts on trans, you know, trans people this and that it was attacked on stage and it's like this has nothing to do with no. that nothing anyways the episode let's move on let's try to make it a normal short episode. episode yeah let's try okay so um ezra's like nah, they wouldn't help me she's like they would help you and they did help you like and he's like he's like you know what uh this is a terrible idea but i'm going anyways i can't believe i'm doing this like as the bravery that is deep within ezra is coming up to the surface here um, so he runs off into certain doom. Uh, we see Agent Callus with his mutton chops boarding the <laughs> ship, man. And there is a guy, the Imperial officer that's running the freighter greets him. This motherfucker's hat, dude. This guy cannot. There is zero chance this guy has any idea where he's walking. He looks like that guy from Fat Albert. Yeah. <laughs> his hat yeah. Over his eyes. It's like, I don't know how he's not running into every. You cannot see. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, that hat is pulled down. (laughs) (laughs) This guy rocks. He's Andy Cap. Yeah. Um, So uh, we get to uh, Kanan and Zeb, and Ezra's going to be coming to warn him, and that is going to be our first clip of the episode. No guards on the door. Just set the detonator so we can get the Wookiees out of here. These things seem to be going smoother than our last op. It's a trap! We gotta get out of here! It's a trap! Carapast! The kid's blowing another off! It's not enough! It's a trap! Hera sent me to warn you! Run! Stormtroopers come through the door. We need to warn Sabine and Chopper, but they've jammed the car. They'll follow the plan. It'll be fine. Yeah, because the plan's gone just great so far. Chopper, stop grumbling and work that gravity generator. Don't stop! I've got the backup ready. Push off! Now! Now! 
Sabine killed Sabine Chapper killed the gravity. Artificial gravity is down for two minutes. Okay. So Sabine and Chopper were in the control room. They killed the gravity. Um and the Imperials didn't see it coming. But the you notice one thing about this part of the episode or this this we'll call it this episode from here on out, even though it's one episode. Yeah. But um the coordination of the ghost crew is like you can tell they've been a team for a while. Yes. Because they have all these like code words and they have like they, the timing on that was like, you know, Kanan's like, all right, now, you know, yep. and then when they when they turn the gravity back on, he's like, all right, now. So they land, the Imperials just hit their fucking face, you know, so like you can tell they're a very coordinated crew. Yes. I find it. It's cool. It's it is like, like I like how were, they play it up. There were only a few instances of that in the Clone War series where we got to see like groups of clones working together that way. And every time we saw it, like you and I would comment like, oh, like, yeah, it's obvious like these guys know what they're doing yeah and when you see stuff like that that's like the humanity of it where it's like okay this is better than like the separatist droids for example yeah. like there's certain things that like you know you develop a camaraderie of people and an understanding of their unique personalities and how you can benefit each other how certain that you people could just, work yeah you could just never get that with some fucking droids yeah. that were programmed so um so the, the artificial gravity is then off and we get this like cool hallway fight where they're just kind of like bowling through these uh stormtroopers that were shocked by it all yeah i also think like anytime you're dealing with like artificial gravity and like turning off the gravity i feel like that does open up a can of worms a little bit because like i don't think i've is there any kind of mention of artificial gravity in any star wars movie at all like even in the clone war series i don't think there was was there there was an artificial gravity gets turned off in the cad bane fight oh that's true that is true yeah i had forgotten about that which was a very interesting fight um yeah, yeah but i always I, just that's think... the only this and then that are the only two times i remember in star wars star trek's played with it yeah um, i just always think it like opens up a can of worms and like i don't know it takes me out of things a little bit whenever yeah. there's that because yeah. it's never like i just wonder like mechanically it doesn't like how does it work? Like, it's not like you're piping in, like, gas or anything. Adam, <laughs> it's a fantasy universe. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying this is, like, one of the things that's like, gets me bogged down in it. Yeah, but you think you don't even think about, like, hyperspeed. No, I Light know. speed. I'm not correct in this. Yeah. I'm just pointing out, like, it bogged down in I don't it. I'll call NASA. Yeah. Tweet, tweet, uh, new... Uh, Twitter overlord, Elon Musk, and ask for the, <laughs> the breakdown of how an anti-grav system would work. Well, that's I'm sure like, he knows. In Book of Boba Fett, that one like weird kind of circular space station city that the Mandalorian visited. Oh, the Halo Ring. Yeah, it's yeah. like spinning in a circle, so that's producing artificial gravity. It's yeah. like, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just like hitting a button and having gravity go off. That's uh, the part that it's like... I know what it is. Every character in the Star Wars universe has magnets in the bottom of their foot. That must be it. There you go. And it's then you turn magnet. off the magnets. There you go. All right. All right, we can move on. All right. But yeah, so it's a cool fight in the hallway, though, once the gravity gets turned off. And Zeb's just bowling through people. Yeah. It's, yeah, Zeb's a real powerhouse. He's a brute. He's a big old brute. He's a big husky guy. So, uh, um, and I think this is the first time that we see Ezra use his weapon of choice. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, in that clip when those stormtroopers came through, you heard, like, an explosion. They're like, ah! He takes out, like, his Dennis the Menace, like, slingshot. <laughs> So he went from being Aladdin in the previous episode to being Dennis the Menace now. And he takes he shoots like a panel next to the stormtroopers coming through this door and it explodes and they might have died. It's um it is one of the things that 
when I first started watching Rebels, it was a huge sticking point for me. Yeah, I can, you know, I mean, I was like, this things, is yeah. so fucking stupid. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I don't know. I've been, I've been brainwashed with seven seasons of the Clone Wars, though. <laughs> yes. And I've seen Jar Jar Binks, like, fumble his way to, like, destroying 18 fucking droids. So, like, I, you know, I'm, I, I was, know, I know. I, like, it's interesting. It's a, like, I could totally see where you're coming from, but it's just kind of a funny case study when you look at me. If I would have saw that a year and a half ago, <laughs> this podcast yeah. wouldn't have gone past no. two episodes. <laughs> One of the reasons you could never get me to like fully commit to the Clone Wars was just like little. I think it was like literally the yes. Bomb Bad Jedi episode in the first season was like seventh or eighth episode. And I was just like, this is the single <laughs> dumbest fucking show I've ever watched. Like I just I couldn't get past it because yeah. I was just kind of pigheaded about it. But yeah. now I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Know? And now I don't even think about it. I was like, oh, he's Dennis the Menace. This yeah. little he's a little rascally kid, you know? Yeah. So it was something that like like once I got past, thankfully, yeah, I was I mean, like able to like look I back. I will and... say this. Uh it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but who cares? You yeah, know, of it, course. It's... Yeah. Um oh God. So I posted that video um, where I was talking about Kenobi and Stu John. He's from Stu John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said the line, uh, the point is George Lucas didn't give a shit and neither should you just have fun. Yeah. And then some guy like subtweeted <laughs> me and he I last I checked, he didn't get any likes or any interaction with it. But he was just like, actually, George Lucas did give a shit. And then he like kind of went in like a rant about how Disney doesn't actually give a shit, but George Lucas did give a shit despite obvious instances of him not giving a shit, um, and this and that. And I didn't respond to him, but I was just like, dude, Jesus Christ! Dude. I don't think like he's one of those guys. When you click his profile, he follows like five thousand people, and then he has like three thousand followers. And I'm like, what's even the point, man? Like, <laughs> You're just like tweeting nothingness into a bunch of accounts that don't even have you on their timeline. Yeah, and you're just complaining like. No, I think the whole point is like, I don't even, I, it's, I don't think George Lucas didn't give a shit. It's just he didn't take it so seriously. Yeah, and that's he what I mean by that, not giving a shit. Yeah, like, he, he like, he recognizes it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be for kids. Yeah. So who cares? Well, like the city of Sifo-Dyas thing. Yeah. It's just like. It's the best. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, oh, that sounds fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's a fucking fantasy universe. It's the best. Have fun. Have a Dennis the Menace energy slingshot. Man, he can rocket that thing, though. Yeah, he can. He's good with he it. He can work with it. Yeah, he really is. Yep. Now, I believe it's just like a stun thing. When I it think actually so, yeah. somebody, we find that out later. Think of how many space squirrels he's taken up with Ooh, that thing. Yeah, man. My dad, he didn't like the squirrels in the backyard. <laughs> he's got like a BB gun because yeah. he doesn't like when they get in the garden and stuff like yep. that. I don't understand that whole like thing. I, like, I've never been a big yard guy where it's like, oh, we got to. Get that green grass, you know, and everything's pristine. It's a fucking grass. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. But my dad, and they're weird. You know, like, they got their little sanctuary back oh, yeah. there, and he'll go out there, and he'll, like, shoot at the gophers and stuff. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> like, just leave him alone, man. You're pro-life my ass, you know? <laughs> Seriously, though, you know, that's not yeah. pro-life, taking out a gopher. They're just in nature. This They belong out there. You don't. Yeah. We're, we're fucking creatures of the fucking of the roof now, you know, like we, we live under the roofs for a very long time. We've lived under the roofs. That's their domain. And you're going out there and shooting at them with a BB gun. Yeah, he's a savage. I got to yell at my dad. All right. Um, so it's shortly after this that after they bowl through the hallway, Sabine reengages the gravity um, and Callus and his troopers start to catch up to him. And they're like running for the ghost about to get out of there. 
And as they're running for the ghost, Zeb literally pushes Ezra out of the way to escape. He's like, get out of my way, and like pushes him behind him. And I'm sitting there thinking during this. I'm like, dude, I have seen you picked up 250-pound stormtroopers by their head and like slam them into each other. And this little kid who's like four feet tall that weighs like 50 pounds, you could just pick him up and it wouldn't slow you down at all. He could throw him like a paper airplane. And he does later in the episode. He's like, get in there. And he like, Zeb right now, as where we stand in this show, piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. What a fucking prick. (laughs) Yeah. What a fucking prick. Yeah. He just threw this kid to the wolves when he could have just picked him up and just brought him with him. Yeah. Like, oh, he's too slow for you? Pick him up. He's literally proving Ezra right. Yes. When Ezra's like, why why even bother going back and saving them? Yeah. Oh, I was mad at him. <laughs> Something a Chewbacca would never do. No. No. So, anyways. So, yeah, Zeb literally pushes Ezra out of the way to escape, and Callus then grabs Ezra, and as Zeb is the last one to escape, he's kind of like, taking cover and firing with the Imperials. Then he's just like, sorry, kid. And then he jumps on the ghost, shuts the door of the ghost, and he just kind of like slunks down against the door like, yeah, I'm a dick. He does show like kind of pretty much instant regret. He does show instant regret. But but it's just like, this did not have to be a thing at all. Um, So, Although it did give us like, I don't know. That's kind of the whole plot point of the episode is going back and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it is, but he's just, I mean, right now he's not power rankings. He ain't getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might give him negative points yeah. this week. Um, I did figure out how we're going to do that by the way. Okay. So. Okay. So the ghost takes off chopper doing a good boy astromech stuff, deactivates the tractor beam so they can escape. Um, and then in the control room, Sabine was laying a bunch of like just mines or, you know, charges, bombs. charges. She detonates it and we see. Uh, the control room explode and the frigate explodes as they pull away from the Star Destroyer. So um, they escape the Star Destroyer. Now, I will say, <laughs> I praised the animation last episode. <laughs> <laughs> that explosion was rough. It was very rough. And I was like, oh, maybe I got too quick on the saying that the animation was great already. I will. The character models are great. I love the look of Lothal, but that explosion... It was a little was, rough. It was a rough one, but I don't care. It's an air. It's a uh, like the interesting thing. We'll talk about it. The interesting thing about this episode. Now I watched the first one like ten times, fifteen times because we just had that break. This one, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh man, I think I was too quick to praise this show, and I was kind of like, I don't like this episode. But then I watched it another time, and then I did my notes watch, and I'll I'll talk about some of the things that I saw. That I was just like, actually, I really like this episode. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's obviously some kinks to be worked out in the animation and that sort of thing. Especially action animation has got a ways to go. But goddamn, if there weren't a few minutes where I was just like, this is fucking great. Oh, yeah. So, like, story-wise, too. I feel like yes. whoever came over from <laughs> Clone Wars to Rebels, like writing staff or yeah. storyboarding or whatever... I feel like they learned so much from Clone Wars yeah. that they like were able to just plug in and just immediately hit the ground running and like yeah. sidestep a lot of the pitfalls that they like it took them a while to figure out yes. in Clone Wars. Um so um our next clip is going to be the ghost crew. They all gather in the cockpit. Hera's, you know, like what's going on? They're talking about how great the kid did, this and that, and they're like, Well, where's the kid? Let's take a listen. <sighs> 
The whole thing was a setup. You think Vizago was in on it? He'd sell his mother to Jawas for a couple credits, but we're a source of income for him. Even odds, he didn't know. The kid did all right. He did okay. Where is he? I uh, thought he was with you. Zeb, what did you do to him? I didn't do anything to him. Actually, you that did. ISB agent grabbed him. What? The kid got grabbed, okay? Gera Zeb Aurelius? Oh, come on. Full we name. were dumping him after the mission anyway. This saves us fuel. They'll go easy on him. He's just a kid. Ah, yes. The, the Imperials who arrest Gotals for selling Jogan fruit. <laughs> They'll go easy. <laughs> They'll go easy on the kid. <laughs> They'll go easy on old lad in there. Dennis the Menace. After I'm pretty sure those stormtroopers when that panel was well, they might have died. Yeah, um, they're also like, <laughs> they're also the SS of stormtroopers. And yeah, they're like, yeah, they'll just let them off with a yeah. slap on the wrist. Did you, sir? Did you see the helmet that Callus was wearing? <laughs> that guy is not going easy on anybody. It's literally like the helmet of like an imperial torturer of yeah. some. Guy. Like it, this is a guy that would like in ancient times, medieval times, was like the torture guy. <laughs> yes. like he's the guy in the dungeon like, hey, I turn this and then your legs stretch. You know, like, he can't wait to torture people. Yes. I don't trust him. That helmet, I do not like that helmet. Oh, it's a creep. It does. It reminds me of uh, something that you would, like, see a car- a, bo- a sub-boss wearing in a Metal Gear Solid <laughs> game. Like, yeah. it is one of those. It's like a, it's like a medieval knight that decided not to have the front of their helmet on like they took off the face part of it but they still got the back you yeah. know it's got that weird ridge i just it's an interesting look for our old chop mutton chops there um so uh ezra is in custody and our next clip is going to be callous meeting with ezra um and then ezra after uh you know callous kind of talks to him we're gonna have a little uh a little nugget of surprise so let's take a listen I am Agent Callus of the Imperial Security Bureau. And you are? Jabba the Hutt. Look, I just met those guys today. I don't know anything. You're not here for what you know, Jabba. You're here to be used as bait upon our return to Lothal. Bait? You seriously think, wow, you're about as bright as a binary droid. They're not going to come for me. People don't do that. Search him, then secure him here. Hey, get off me! Let go! They take his bag and his crap. You need to go warn them, Ezra. What was I thinking? And of course, the only thing I managed to hold on to was this worthless piece of... He's got the Jedi holocron, he just chucked it across the room. It was in his pocket. But he begins to, like, meditate here. And the holocron starts to move and open. This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi. Trust in the Force. 
Okay, so the Holocron actually has a coded message from Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you can only open it by, like, focusing in with the Force. Um, so, pretty cool little thing there that happened there. Um, you expected that? What did you think when you heard Obi-Wan's voice? Whoa, it, was good. <laughs> it was good to hear from old James Arnold Taylor. Um, so... Back in the cockpit, they're having a debate. Zeb is protesting going back for him. Also, look at how fucking spacious that cockpit is compared to the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah, they got room. It is nuts how much room there is in there. This is like, uh, out of the Corellian freighters, this is like the uh, Lexus, whereas the... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got the room. You got elbow room in this guy. Yeah, you do. Um, But Zeb is protesting going back like, he's a lost cause. We can't go back for him, this and that. We're going to get rid of him anyways. We don't have to fuel up. Fucking asshole. Um, Hera and Chopper, though, are voting to go back. So we're quickly understanding that the ghost crew is actually, it's like a democracy there. They vote on certain undebatable issues. Um, Hera and Chopper are voting to go back. Sabine is not, but she's not doing it in an asshole-ish way. Like Zeb is. Sabine's just kind of like, he's in a Star Destroyer. Yeah. Um, we're basically sacrificing ourselves. Like, we're going to get arrested, too. Um, so the deciding vote falls to Kanan. Um, and then the scene just cuts from there, so you didn't left wondering what is he going to decide he's kind of been lukewarm on the kid but Hera's really kind of been like pushing like this kid's showing us something yeah um so we get back to Ezra's cell and there's two stormtroopers guarding out there and he starts faking a medical emergency <laughs> like coughing sick yeah prisoner routine yep and the stormtroopers run in to see what's going on and he just snuck behind him and he locks them in and heads out he's what like, does he say he's like thanks guys and he yeah he later, yeah this was an Aladdin moment um so he gets to the armory and they've just chucked his gear. Just it's just like sitting. He just happens <laughs> yeah. in this fucking star destroyer. He just happens to find his bag <laughs> in the armory. Although that is a that is something that I a hundred percent believe is how things actually. Work. Oh yeah, it's just, like if yeah. you're taking prisoner, they just take your backpack, like bring it into a random supply room and just like set it on top yes. of something, which is what was done. Um, so he grabs it in there and he also puts on this like stormtrooper helmet. And it has some comms there. What kind of helmet is this? It's though? like for recruits. Okay, it's like it's a your junior, helmet. like trooper in training. I kind of like it. It looks yeah. cool. Um, I'm yeah. sure it's based off of some like Ralph sure. McQuarrie drawing yeah, most or likely. Um, so yeah, he puts on this helmet, and uh, he's got the cool thing about it. He's got a radio comm in there, so he can listen to all the Imperial communications on the ship. Um, he heads into the vents because where else? <laughs> Um, so he's got the jump on him. He knows all their moves. Where would we be without ventilation? Vents save everything. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so he's got the jump on him. He's got all their communications going on. Um, we see the ghost then returning to the destroyer. So obviously Kanan voted. Yes. Um, I love how they give chopper a vote, by the way. That's fucking, (laughs) I know. Um, Hera's going to be waiting at the ship, um, and ready to take off. And the ghost crew is heading into the destroyer to find Ezra. But like, they run like a hundred yards into like a the first corridor from the bay, and Ezra just drops in. Like, well, yeah, and like leading up to that too, Ezra is listening in, and he hears yeah. the Imperials saying that there's a ship docking. Yeah, and Ezra is able to communicate with them and like. Fakes, oh, I missed that part. Yeah. He fakes an accent and says that the ghost crew is actually, or another party has been spotted on the northern, the opposite end of the star destroyer. How did I miss this? So it's Callus. <laughs> Callus routes some of okay. the troops that he was sending to the ghost crew yeah. to this like decoy that Ezra like okay. mentioned. Okay, I don't I don't know why I missed that. Yeah, um, I must have. But it's out like it's the second time that Ezra has done that. He's like used 
Yeah, he's very like, good at false yeah. intelligence and like a fake British yeah, he's, accent. He's fucking Frank Caliendo out here. He's <laughs> <laughs> just wow, he's got a brilliant impression. You should hear his John Madden. Oh, <laughs> pow. <laughs> um, but as in as Ezra jumps down, he's got this. He's got the scout helmet on, and it's clearly Ezra. Okay, he's four feet tall, and Zeb can't figure it out. Apparently, can't, can't make heads or tails. So yeah, of he it. drops down in the middle of him, and Zeb just hits him in the face. Yeah. And he's got the helmet on, so it protected him. But he pulls it off. He's like, hey, what the hell? He's like, Zeb's like, well, you got the mask on. How am I supposed to know? It's like, I don't know his entire get up. The fact that he's four feet tall. Um, that, it's just like a, it, it struck me when I watched it. I was like, this is child abuse. <laughs> like, I didn't feel like Zeb should. Uh, like, how dumb is this guy? Yeah. He must be a box of rocks. Zeb is not coming off strong in this episode. No, he's really not. Um, Callus and the Stormtroopers then figure out what's going on and they catch up to them there's a firefight in the bay um now they're boarding the ghost ship like zeb actually like ezra turns around to fire his dennis and the menace thing and zeb's like no get on the fucking ship and throws him yeah it's like he could have done that last time and saved us all the trouble um and while the firefight's going on though (coughs) excuse me Callus notices that Sabine had sprayed. Well, and they showed that early, like as they landed. Yeah, as they land, Sabine sprays something on the ground. I even had the thought too, like, oh god, this is like another one of those dumb character things where Sabine has to like tag everything. I'm gonna tag everywhere I've been. Yeah, like, and so like when they got there and jumped off, I had the thought of like, oh yeah, that's right, she does this. But then I completely forgot that it like serves a purpose. Yeah, so. He notices it on the ground as the firefight's going on and the ghost crew's escaping. And he, like, touches the, the paint and he sniffs it. And he's like, oh, God, run. Apparently, it's like it's it's a bomb of some kind. It's, it's like it's uh, a Banksy bomb. It's like a, uh, the stuff you use in Batman, the Arkham yeah. series. Yeah, you, like, put it around the door. It's yeah. like a gel. And then, like, you detonate it and it blows shit up. But, yeah, it's, I'm going to call him Banksy bomb. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, like, I mentioned the last episode, she's the fucking Banksy of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. She's tagging shit. Um. So, yeah, she they all board the ghost crew and he's like, get the hell out of here, you know, and she detonates it and there's a massive explosion in the hangar bay. Uh, The ghost escapes, but it's also blown this huge hole into the bay and like a stormtrooper gets sucked out into the void. Callus narrowly survived. I counted at least seven (laughs) stormtroopers that got sucked out into space. So much death. Yeah. They all were like flailing as they just flew into that hole. Also, shout out to the ones that got shot during the anti-grav fight. Uh, the no gravity fight and just are like floating lifelessly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Callus holds on to uh, some. He hangs on. They get the the whatever the fuck you want to call it, the shield up, and he's saved. But yeah, there's a lot of stormtroopers getting sucked out into the void. Um, and then our next clip is going to be uh, Ezra and the ghost crew back on uh, the ship, and we also learn some information about Ezra. Welcome aboard, again. Thanks. Thank you. I really didn't think you'd come back for me. I'll get you home now. I'm sure your parents must be worried sick. I don't have parents. And you've got somewhere else to be. I know where they're really taking the Wookiees. Have you heard of the Spice Mines of Kessel? Slaves sent there last a few months, maybe a year. And for Wookiees born in the forest, it's a death sentence. Then I guess we better go save them. 
We? Come this far, might as well finish the job. Setting course for Kessel. One of the rebels was using this helmet. The transmitter was on. Okay. So Callus is informed that they had this helmet on, so... He gives a smirk. He gives a smirk. He's got an idea of where they're headed. Um, so we get to Kessel, and there's Wookiees being offloaded there. Now, the Wookiees in the Rebels animation are very smooth. <laughs> they, like, they are. Their hair is matted down. And it's, like, combed perfectly. They're not, you know, there's, the hair is not going everywhere. I call them smooth Wookiees. <laughs> so I call them smooth boys. Um, and it's, like, right away, like, this is just a quick hitter. It's, like, right away the ghost arrives. Yep. Right away. Like, that would not happen in Clone Wars. Like, (laughs) there would have been, like, a three-minute scene with, like, the Zygerian slaver or something, you know? Like, (laughs) before the fucking Twilight or, you know, so... This episode is quick-hitting. It is just really beat, beat, beat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the ghost arrives, and they deboard. We get a little bit more Ezra and Zed back and forth. Yep. And um, so they they deboard, and they get in a firefight with the stormtroopers that are there. Ezra sneaks behind to free the Wookiees while the stormtroopers are fighting with the ghost crew. Um, So once the Wookiees are free, they start chucking troopers all over the place. Um, But then we see some TIE fighters show up and attack the ghost. Um, So it's just Chopper and Hera on the ship, and Chopper heads to the guns. And this is where we get our first kill of the series by Chopper. He blows up one of the TIE fighters because she tells him to get on the guns. So that's one. We're going to count one, a TIE fighter. Um, it's right after that that an, that the Imperial transport arrives, or one of them. Uh, an Imperial freighter arrives with reinforcements and Callus. They deboard. It's during this time that the ghost leads the TIE fighters away. Um, a firefight then ensues. We see this little kid Wookiee that we find out his name is Kitwar. 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 He's no Gungi, I'll tell you that. Yes. <laughs> Gungi would have Gungi was much more <laughs> capable. Yeah. Um You see him run off and he gets separated from his parents for like I thought it was Chewbacca for half a second. And that's another I, I had to look it up because of the second viewing, I was like, is that Chewbacca? I am very happy that there is not any kind of like heavy handed yeah. Chewbacca cameo. It was not Chewbacca, it's a Fufflewuff or something like that. <laughs> Fluff fuck. I don't remember what his name is, but um yeah, so little kid Wookiee runs off and gets separated. Um Fluff Fluff or whatever the fuck the Wookiee's name starts to go after him and just gets shot by <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the luckily it hits him in the arm, so he survives. Um but we see one stormtrooper chase the kid Wookiee. It has to be the slowest chase I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. Like how the stormtrooper doesn't immediately catch this little like I know it's a Wookiee, but it's a three-foot Wookiee. It's like, it's basically a fucking Ewok. Like, he can't be running that fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a biped. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, that one stormtrooper, too. I was like, what is this guy's deal? Yeah, like, he I saw w- a little kid running away. You're right? having a massive firefight, like, 20 yards away with, like, 10 Wookiees and a crew, a rebellion crew, and you're going to chase the little two-year-old Wookiee? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, So, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, we get a shot of the ghost uh, keeping the ties away from the fight, and that's when we get our second Chopper kill. So Chopper is now up to two kills. He takes out a TIE fighter. Um, and it's at this point that we cut back to the crew. They're taking cover, and we hear Kanan's plans. So let's take a listen. Go! 
Lead the tides away and give yourself maneuvering room. I am not leaving you behind. No, you're not. We're running a 22 pickup. Seriously? You have a better option? Jump into the pit and get it over with. All right. I'll be back. Make sure you're ready. 22 pickup? Care to let me in on the secret? Kid, I'm about to let everyone in on the secret. He jumps over the cover and he uh, puts his lightsaber together. <laughs> Smooth Wookies. <laughs> Old troopers, focus your fire on on the Jedi. So. The, the first time I watched it, I was like, man, this, this combat sucks. I didn't think the combat animation was great. But then this time, the second time I watched it, I was like, I got goosebumps. Yeah, I know. Especially with the music mixed The music in. and the fact when he jumps over the cargo that they're taking cover under. And, like, there's a blaster bolt that goes by his head, and he just kind of, like, slightly a, moves his there head. There's a couple of yeah. bolts, and he just slowly kind of moves his shoulders he's to avoid cool. them. He's fucking cool. Like, is. he's fucking cool. Don't let the ponytail fool you. Yeah, no. <laughs> this guy's pretty sweet. He's pretty sweet. <laughs> it was fucking cool. Like, I don't think the action animation is great. Like, it's still, I'm, I'm sure it gets a lot better. Yep. But, so they're working on that, but fuck, man, that was a cool scene. Yeah. Like, it was just fucking and sweet. there is something cool about the fact that he has to like kind of screw his lightsaber together yeah he's I'm, got it where he's got yeah. i'm assuming it's so if he he does like get captured and it gets confiscated like the two the separate crystal, pieces like, don't the make sense in one together. piece or something yeah, yeah. Um, um there is one shot though like as he started to deflect the laser bolts there's one wookie that was like awestruck by seeing a jedi in real life that just gets nailed by yeah, yeah. Bolt and, like, yeah. Flies backwards. <laughs> <laughs> like there's definitely a fair amount of wookie death here yeah. like that one for sure you see he get eat right in the chest and he falls flat <laughs> um but okay so uh I guess plan 22, is that what they called it? Is him just uh, 22 pickup or 22 something pick like up. that? I'm going to be a Jedi now. Um, so, uh, but there's also, I think it also has to do with the, I, whatever. Um, anyways, so Ezra, seeing this go on, is amazed, but then he decides to go after the kid Wookiee. This chase with the kid Wookiee and the Stormtrooper has probably been going on for four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's ridiculous. Um Zeb is helping uh, Fufflefuck or whatever the fuck the <laughs> other Wookiee, the Wookiee who is Kitmer's dad or whatever. Kit Flars, we're running. I'm running on names. Fuck man, Kitwar, Kitwar. There we go. He sees he's helping Kit. He's helping Kitwar's Fufflefuck, his dad. Um, and he sees Ezra running. He's like, "Oh fuck!" You know, he's like, "Not again!" Blah blah blah. And he's complaining about it. Um, but Kanan is holding up the fire very admirably while they escape. A couple troopers get taken out by blaster redirects and, uh, by bolt, uh, he, he redirects the bolts back at them. Um, and they all go in this like large shipping container. Like, it's like a metal shipping container and that's where they're going to take refuge in. So, uh, Ezra then catches up to the stormtrooper and the Wookiee. Somehow they've worked their way to a catwalk <laughs> that's over this like huge, this huge gorge in this area on Kessel. Um, and he does a flip that he jumps like <laughs> he jumps like forty yards, fifty yeah. yards. He drinks. He jumps. He does a flip that's like half a football field. It is a Jedi jump. Yes, and he gets in between Kitwar and the stormtrooper. 
And then once he lands, so he jumps over the stormtrooper. He lands. He pulls out the Dennis the Menace thing. He pulls out the Dennis the Menace slingshot, and he just hits the guy with like three little like lightning. What are we gonna call them? Like energy energy balls. Yeah. And the guy falls off the catwalk. <laughs> Gives a nice Wilhelm. Yeah, yeah. And they do the Wilhelm scream. Um. So uh, he full Dennis the Menace. Je- he's like Jedi Dennis the Menace. Um. And we see the ghost picking up the cargo, and they bail. It is a cool... The way that the ghost picks up the cargo is very cool. Like, we never see the Millennium Falcon actually doing any, like, freighter work. Yeah, it is a freighter. Yeah. You know, it's a Corellian freighter, and, like, it just perfectly picks it up, and they haul out of there. It was actually quite ingenious. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, So we get back to the catwalk shortly after uh, the Dennis the Menace scene, and Callus now has catched up to Ezra, and Callus is under the impression that Ezra is actually uh, the Padawan of the Jedi, and it's going to be our next clip. It's over for you, Jedi. A master and an apprentice. Such a rare find these days. I don't know where you get your delusions, Buckethead. I work alone. Not this time. The ghost pulls up next to the catwalk. Callus takes shots at Ezra, or at Kanan. Kitwar and Ezra jump onto the ghost, and the ghost takes off. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when Callus starts taking shots at Kanan, Kanan deflects it and hits him in, like, the shoulder, and he falls off the catwalk. Knocks him off the catwalk. But, like, there's some spires below the catwalk, and he grabs onto it. And the stormtrooper that Ezra knocked off is also hanging on. And he goes, oh, first time seeing a Jedi. Callus kicks him in the face. Literally just kicks him in the face, and the guy falls to his death. (laughs) It's insane. Like, just cold-blooded murder. Callus is now treating stormtroopers the way Grievous Grievous treats droids. Just like... Oh, I didn't like what you said to me there. Kill you. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? It's It was funny, though. I did not expect it at all. Neither did I. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think it's Delaney, and I'm not going to run Death of the Week, but it was funny. Yeah, it was. It there was funny, were... and I have, like, the few deaths that we've gotten, some of them, like the Wookiee just getting flattened. Yep. There are good. I think we're going to get some good ones. <laughs> I think we're going to see a Delaney level uh, experience, a fat cat. The you know? fact that we've gotten a couple, like more than one borderline death of the weeks in one episode, in the first episode, it's boding well. Oh, just wait till like season three, <laughs> when somebody just like, <laughs> just like gets melted by some like fucking sunbeam or something like that, and it's just like the funniest thing ever. I can't wait to see what holds for us. Um. So we get a Wookiee reunion on the ghost. The smooth Wookiees are interesting. They're just, you know, it's it's a weird scene. Like little Kitmar shows up and it's at this point that I was like, is that Chewbacca? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, the thing with Kitmar's dad, it, Kitwar's dad looks just like Chewbacca. He's got the same like dark fur. Um, it was tough to tell. I thought it might have actually been, but it is not. What's Chewie's son's name again? Itchy. Itchy, yes. Itchy Curia or something. Itchy's for short. No, is it Grandpa Itchy? There's Itchy. That's I'm trying to I always mix up the grandpa and the kid. I, the whole thing's a nightmare. That's <laughs> not even. We don't even need to go down that road. Um, yeah, so there's a Wookiee reunion on the ghost. Um, 
And the next thing we see is a Wookiee ship. We've seen these Wookiee transport ships before in the Yungdar, uh, the uh, the Trandoshan like hunting stuff. When um, who shows up? Tarful Tar- shows up. Tarful, yeah, yeah. Tarful shows up and saves the day. Um, we've seen those ships before. They're like Wookiee transports. So they're like they dock with the ghost, and we get a scene where all the Wookies are saying goodbye to the ghost crew. Um, Kitwar is there. And uh, we're, our next clip is going to be the Wookiees and the Ghost crew saying goodbye to each other. So let's take a listen. Um, he says if we ever need help, the Wookiees will be there. <laughs> I love how Wookiees can say these things. Good luck, Kitwar. Yep. Try to stay out of trouble. Oh, poor Kitwar. <laughs> Look who's talking. So, I guess you drop me off next. Yeah. <clears throat> Finally, right? Right. Zeb is... Yeah, he's rightfully not interested in Zeb's playful banter at this yes. point. Zeb left him to die. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Zeb I'm surprised got, he's yeah. got more pissed at yes. Zeb. Um, so... Okay, so the Wookiee transport then disengages, and while it disengages, Ezra is walking by Kanan in this little hallway. And the ship kind of shakes, so Kanan has to catch himself. And while that happens, Ezra just cleanly like pickpockets Ezra's lightsaber. Kanan um, takes back does he, he takes back the holocron? And then not yet. Oh, okay. So he steals Kanan's saber, and then we get back to Lothal, and they're dropping him off. Um, Ezra starts to disembark, and he's like, "Hey, you got something That's of right. mine." And Kanan knows what he's referencing, but he actually just gives him back the holocron, and. Then Ezra heads back to his Space Needle on Lothal to live his Aladdin life. Um, and as he's walking away, uh, Hera remarks to Kanan, he passed the test because they notice that the holocron has been opened. So we get to Ezra and he's climbing back up to the Space Needle and he walks into his home. He's got like all these Stormtrooper helmets. Like <laughs> you get an inside view of his room and he's collected a fair amount of like Imperial shit and just... You know, he's a street rat that's been, like, scrounging by on, like, stealing stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he's a pickpocket. Yeah, he's a pickpocket. Um, And he ignites Kanan's lightsaber, and then we hear hear that howl again. It's that howl that we got, and it's the Force talking to him. And suddenly, Kanan is actually right behind him. And that is going to be our next clip. It's going to lead us into the end of the episode. We're going to hear Obi-Wan's full message as well. And then we're also going to get a quick check-in with the Grand Inquisitor and Agent Callus. So... Uh, it's about a two-minute clip. It's our longest one of the episode, and it's going to bring us to the end here. Let's take a listen. What's the Force? The Force is everywhere. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together, and it's strong with you, Ezra. Otherwise, you'd never have been able to open the Holocron. So, what do you want? To offer you a choice. You can keep the lightsaber you stole, let it become just another dusty souvenir, or you can give it back and come with us. Come with me and be trained in the ways of the Force. You can learn what it truly means to be a Jedi. I thought the Empire wiped out all the Jedi. Not all of us. It's 
So they get back to the ghost, and Kanan's meditating and opens up the Hulkron. This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi. Trust in the Force. Do not return to the temple. That time has passed. And our future is uncertain. We will each be challenged. Our trust, our faith, our friendships. But we must persevere. And in time, a new hope will emerge. May the Force be with you. Always. During that time, you saw the ghost crew kind of just doing their business. Now we go back to the Imperials. This is Callus. Excuse the intrusion, Inquisitor. But in the course of my duties, I have encountered a rebel cell. The leader of that cell made good use of a lightsaber. Ah, Agent Callus. You did well to call. All right. And that is your episode. One thing I did notice when Obi-Wan first starts talking, you hear Leia's theme playing yeah. in the background. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cool nuggets in this. Yeah. A lot of the old orchestral stuff. Um, it's a it's a very nostalgic episode on a lot of levels for that. Um, um, but that is your episode. So the Grand Inquisitor has been notified that we have a... Uh, a Jedi there and a Force a Jedi sensitive youngling. So it um, looks like the Grand Quisner is about to go hunting. Um, so that is uh, part two of A Spark of Rebellion. Uh, what did IMDb give this? 7.5? IMDb is giving Spark of Rebellion a 7.5. Okay, and I think I gave it a 7 part one. Yep. Okay, so when I first watched it, I actually thought I liked this part less. Um, but then when I watched it through the second time, uh, I was just kind of the the Kanan scene when he ignites the lightsaber and just the really cool, cool yeah it was really cool. Um, I'm gonna get it that that part really talked to me. I thought it was fucking awesome. And then seeing Obi Wan and when the, that montage scene there at the end as Obi Wan's narrating it and you're hearing his voice there and you see just kind of the Ghost Crew just going about their daily lives. It was a cool scene. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I'm gonna bump it up actually from nice. the previous one. Seven point five out of ten. What yeah. do you got? I'm also increasing by five, so I went with an even seven. There you go. Just I, I love the fact they bring the original music into it. Yeah, Obi Wan's message is incredible. Yeah, like and that Kanan scene is amazing, where he kind of exposes himself for the yes. greater good. Very good. It's very cool. All right, so a seven point five and a seven. Always look on the light side of life. Yada da 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 da. All right, light side moment of the episode. Um, I think it's Kanan's reveal for me. Um, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, it's like, kid, I'm about to show everybody. <laughs> <laughs> really badass. Um, it's very cool. It was very cool. So I'm gonna give that little scene there my light side. What's yours? I went with Obi-Wan's message. Like, okay. Just 
yeah. hearing that whole thing play out. Sure. It's really great. And I have heard people have made like montages online, like super cuts of Obi-Wan, and they've put that in the background. And I think it's a really, really cool message. And this is, I, th- is this what he recorded in Revenge of the Sith? Like, remember when they go back to the Jedi Temple and he like, records a message it must be that's what we I, just didn't see the whole thing that's what i am yeah. taking it as yeah I, that's kind of what i took it as too um so they're just kind of giving you the full message that was recorded and sent out to the jedi so yeah um i don't know that was a really cool scene yeah i really like that a lot all righty if you only knew the power of the dark side. okay a dark side moment of the episode. Um, I'm going to go... Let's just go with... Kicking the Stormtrooper. That's what I said. You know, <laughs> off the spire. Like, Callus just cold-blooded murdering a guy. As funny as it is, it, it is, is dark. dark. Yeah. That the guy was like... It even seemed like they might have had a history. Like, yeah. hey, your first time seeing a Jedi? <laughs> he just murders him in cold blood. Yes. Um... It was really dark. Yeah. So we're both going with that one. Yep. I think it's that that's A1 with a bullet. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even close. Okay, then. Thank you, Rex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to get it up. Cheese. Get it on, me, Mandy. I'm, be, I'm being Kane. So Dennis, Dennis Prager, help me, Mandy. Okay. Dark Horse, hero of the episode. Um, I am going to go with Obi Wan Kenobi on uh, James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. It was a lovely nugget to drop in there. Uh, he looks great in the Rebels design. Yeah, doesn't he? Very handsome chap. Always though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Kenobi can't not be handsome. It is. It's cool seeing the the direct difference in animation with like that interpretation of Obi Wan versus the uh, the fondant version that we get in the Clone Wars. Yes. Um, so yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi for me. Who do you got? I went with uh, as much of a dick as he is. I went with the one stormtrooper that kept chasing after Kitwar <laughs> that ended up dying, but. Yeah, just Eye of the Tiger. He was like, there's a little kid that needs to be captured again. I'm going to give him a shout out because I don't think he actually wanted to capture the kid. I think he just wanted to get away from the fight. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. he was just kind of like, because ah. he should have been able to catch that kid like in five seconds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But he's just like, oh, I'll just kind of jog. We've all had one of those days at work where yeah. we pretend to be busy. Yeah. Basically every day at work. Yes. Just pretending to be busy. Okay. Yeah, I can get down with that. So. Lazy Stormtrooper Runner Guy and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Alright, all-star of the episode. Um, now, I went with Chopper last time. Um, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm going to do it for this. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go down the astromech, we're going to give it to him every week, rabbit hole okay. for this show. I think I'm actually going to... Let's, we're we'll mix it up a bit. R two was the R two was that was that dude. 
we're moving on. Okay. I'm sure Chopper will get handed the award many times. But I got to give it to Kanan in this episode. Yeah, that was great. Total badass. Yep. Total fucking badass. So I am giving it to Kanan Jarrus with a uh, a special shout out to Hera for being the the true like voice of reason yes. amongst the ghost crew and like the the philosopher, the one that sees life for what it is and respects life at all levels. Yep. Um, so, but Kanan was a total badass. Also, Kanan doing a great job at the end of like explaining the force to Ezra yes. and like saying, like, yeah. I'm strong with you. Yes. Very cool. Yep. So, yeah, Kanan, who do you got? I went with Chopper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the two kills? We're up to two kills with him already? Yeah, we and are. And there was one moment we got to see him do, uh, Hero was like, Chopper, man the gun. And he was in the cockpit. He turned around, and he sped away on one wheel. Yes. <laughs> his legs were flapping in the yeah, background. Yeah, and also, when the gravity was turned off, he used his rocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's blasting around. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, God damn it, maybe I should have gave it to Chopper. Nah, you went with Kanan. That's fine. Kanan did a really good job. I don't know. Maybe Chopper. Maybe we'll have to go the old astromech route. I don't know. God, I, they have to make a Chopper lego set at some point that'd be cool because they've they did one with bb-8 the yeah. ucs they did an r2 they did a bb-8 or a, a do and yeah now they're doing the one from uh i forget his name oh yeah yeah from fallen, fallen order. order yeah that's yeah. gonna be cool um yeah i agree i think i think chopper's well overdue for a uh a lego set of at least 1500 pieces i think a lot of people have like pointed out that there's not nearly enough lego rebel yeah. Material. And any Lego Rebels there are, you literally have to pay, like, you have to sell your house to buy it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? It's everybody's My favorite segment. Here it comes. My goodness. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Talk to me. Oh. Oh. All right, it's good, Hood. We were on Kessel, we were on the Ghost, we were on a Star Destroyer, we were on an Imperial, Imperial, excuse me, transport. We were all over the place. Man, we were just flying everywhere. We were even in some freighters. We were in a metal freighter getting stuck in the Panama Canal. (laughs) Um, Okay, but who was looking hot? Good Hood. Um, I am going to give it to Chopper. Chopper, all right. Because now, um, it's, this is just his design. He didn't do anything necessary. He didn't wear any clothing that was hot. But the thing I love about Chopper is he has a drum symbol on top of his head. <laughs> and I just wanted to bang it with a fucking drumstick. So I'm going to give an early shout out here to Chopper's design. He's got the cool wheel that he can spin off the single wheel. And he's very good at balancing himself. And he also has a rocket that comes out of his ass. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Chopper. Did you know there is... So in the last season of Clone Wars, when Ahsoka, like after Order 66 has taken place, the droids that Ahsoka uses to like help her, there is one astromech that looks like an R2 unit, but it sounds like Chopper. You know what I'm talking about? No. It, it looks exactly like R2, but it uses the chopper like... Oh, yeah! Like... Okay, I remember that. That one has the same type of symbol on its head. It's okay. just like yeah. in an R2 unit. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so chopper looking hot. Good hood. Who do you got? I went with someone specific. I went with 
Yagar Lissetti. Is that the Yagar Imperial Officer? Lissetti? Is that the Imperial Officer? That's that the Imperial Officer with, with his hat, hat all the way down over his eyes. It's the Imperial Officer Andy Cap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly got to think he's probably been abusing prescription drugs, and he doesn't want Callus to look him in the eye and be like, you're fucking high. Your pupils are going all over the place. <laughs> it was... It is jarring how yeah. far... Like, he clearly can't see shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe they should check him for some force sensitivity. <laughs> I don't know how he can walk around. You know, the force is his ally. <laughs> what if they just animated him feeling around yeah. <laughs> in front of him? <laughs> ah, man, i pay to see that episode. <laughs> oh, that would be very good. Okay, some good hood in these first two episodes. I'm excited about the hood coming up. Oh, yeah. There's going to be lots of good hood. hood. Plenty of candidates. Yes. All right. Um, Adam, as you may know. Um, actually, we'll get to that in a second. Let's do this. The Clone Cast presents... Power Whoa! Okay, power rankings. All right, so what we're doing here is, is power rankings. Every episode, we're going to rank three characters. And at the end, we're going to have point tallies. I've decided how we're doing it. Okay, so your number one power rank star gets three points for an episode of being number one. Number two gets two, and then your third star gets one. Make sense? And then we're going to add them all up. So our current rankings right now are Chopper with five, Ezra with five, and Hera with two. So does that make sense? Yeah. So you had, I had Chopper, Ezra, and Hera. Those are my top three. So I gave Chopper three. You had Chopper second, so he gets two from you, so that's five. You got it? Yeah, you got makes it? sense. Okay. Yeah. So, first things first, before I give you my top three, I'm giving a negative 10 points <laughs> to Zeb. So, Zeb is in last place. I'm giving negative 10 to Zeb. Okay? Now we get to my top three. Number one with a bullet is Kanan. Yep, me too. Okay, so Kanan is on the board with five points. Yada! Okay. Number two, I'm going with Hera. Okay. Just for being like voice of reason. The voice of reason, calling out the bullshit. Like everybody needs a Hera on their crew. Who do you got? I went with Callus. Oh, okay. A fucking psycho. Mutton chop man. So Callus is on the board with four and Hera. Well, we'll see what you got. I feel like Callus, this episode in particular, they're doing a great job of like showing us who this guy is. Oh, he's a piece of work. Yeah. He killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Murdered him. Kicked him in the face. This was not self defense. The guy cracked a joke. Yeah. <laughs> they should be happy to be alive there. <laughs> he just got shot with a fucking blaster bolt deflected back at him, and he somehow managed to grab a spire, and he decides to kill a guy? That is not gratitude. Um. Okay. And then I am going to go with Chopper for racking up those two kills. Right. Um, so Chopper is getting another point from me. Who do you got? I'll go with Sabine for pulling a Batman. Ooh, okay. Sabine for the gel bombs. Using some gadgets. Yep. Okay. So, we got Kanan, number one, both of us. I got Hera, number two. You got Callus, number two. Then we got Chopper and Sabine. So, Kanan is on the board. Callus is on the board. Sabine is on the board. Chopper going strong. Hera going strong. Zeb way in the rear. 
Uh, we will do uh, the math, and then we'll announce the current rankings on the next episode, because I don't want to do it right now. Okay, now, as I was saying, Adam, as you may know, I do this thing called the polycule. We got gals galore. I got, let's just go through them very quickly here. It's That's not it. <laughs> that was not it. Um, we got the Duchess. We have the one and only Asajj Ventress. I don't know how you do what you do. I'm so we got everybody's favorite working class hero, Tekla Minow. Uh, and then, of course, I love I, I really want to sleep with a tall woman, like 6'5". Um, we got an 8-footer. She's got to be 8, 9 feet. She's going to carry me around. I believe last week I said I wanted her to pick me up and shoot me like a basketball into a big hoop. Uh, this week, I want her to just ball me up and just roll me down a bowling lane. That would be Morris' daughter. Okay. And then from the, the pages of the High Republic, we have the one and only. She is a minx. Ever Chris. All right. And it wouldn't be a Paul kill without a Kree's living. Uh, so uh, we lost the beautiful Duchess, but her sister really showed me something in that Mandalore arc in the Clone Wars. That would be the one, the only. Oh, let's let it play. That's your Bo Katan. Bo Katan. Played by Katie Sackhoff. Voiced and played in live action by Katie Sackhoff. Also from another one of my favorite franchises, Battlestar Galactica. So as you know, I like to introduce new members into the Polycule. And there is someone that has been showing us something. Um, it's been really great seeing them uh, just kind of grow in these two episodes. So uh, without further ado, I got a new segment for you. Chopper Counter. <laughs> All right, Chopper Counter. So this is going to be, anytime Chopper racks up a kill, we're going to count up the number of kills that Chopper had. So I counted two. Yep. Two TIE fighters destroyed, and we're going to go with, assuming that's a one pilot crew on He there. still gets credit, yeah. No, that's a kill. Oh, yeah. That's a kill. We're counting everything. Yeah. So we got two. Chopper Counter, two. Um, anything you wanted to add? Two that? pilot deaths. Two pilot no, deaths. No, it'd be great if he kept track. By painting a little decal every kill he gets. That would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so Chopper is up to two kills. Um, be interesting to see. There's actually a, like a YouTube video, I think, where it's like Chopper kill counter. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll have, have to, to match the... our numbers up to theirs when everything's said and done and we'll see watch if we the did super it right. Cut, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to watch Supercut. Uh, Alrighty. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. All right, Adam. I guess um, we don't have taglines like we used to have. No. So what you could do is just tell us what we're watching next, I guess. Yeah. Well, any predictions for what we're going to see next? 
Uh, I think the Inquisitor, they're going to encounter the Inquisitor for the first time. The okay. Grand Inquisitor is going to catch up with the Ghost Crew, and we're going to have a big old fight. Yeah. That's Already, like, we're done with the first episode, so now Ezra is officially part of the crew, it looks like. Yep. So Inquisitor, we're going to see an Inquisitor appearance next time. I think I think it, you know, kind of set it up there. You okay. Know? So I think we'll see the Grand Inquisitor um, possibly encounter the Ghost Crew. That's okay. My, that's my prediction. All right. What's the next episode? Next episode is... Droids in Distress. That would be season one, episode three. Season one, episode two. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. two. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're watching on Disney Plus, it would say three. Uh-oh, oh, maybe we've, we've yeah. encountered a. We've encountered. Thankfully, a snag. we don't have to like jump around the same yeah. way we did in Clone Wars. But. True. Watch Droids in Distress. There you go. Alrighty, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? You can always send us an email. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. Cheap butter. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at clonecastpod. Uh, if you could rate, review, subscribe, follow, do whatever you can, we appreciate any and all support. Uh, reach out if you want to join the Discord. There's a lot of great conversation going on there. Uh, anything you want to add? Uh, I'm at all initiative. Link in bio of the episode. And also, uh, Sunshine Seekers, Clonecast Note is most. Or check it out in the bio so of we the will, episode. So we will see you next time for Droids in Distress. Until then, may the Carabast be with you. Chris Bunch Day. Chance and Dula. 